Hello, my name is Federico Toledo and welcome to the Quality Sense podcast, where you will have the chance to improve your sense for quality by listening to some leaders who are amazing at what they do in the software industry. In each show, I'll have a one-on-one -on -one chat with them discussing specific topics related to software testing and quality. Jeanette Gregory is a Canadian with more than 20 years of experience in software development. She provides uh, agile consultancy, training and coaching. She authored, along with Lisa Crisping, the books Agile Testing, More Agile Testing and recently Agile Testing Condensed. Also, she's an international speaker in multiple conferences. Hello, Jeanette. Uh, how Hello. are you? <laughs> I am good. Thank you, Federico. Thank you so much for accepting the invitation, participating in this podcast. I'm really happy uh, of having you here today. I remember that the last time we met, it was in Uruguay last year, right? I think it was last year. year. <laughs> yeah, time flies. This this last few months, is it's kind of, it's surreal. It's kind of just disappeared. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, how was your time there? Did you enjoy visiting our country? It was your first time there? It was my first time there, and I, I was actually very impressed with the country. It, my husband was with me, so we did some tours, and, and the people from the conference were really friendly. It was a friendly place. The people were so nice. Um, I felt very safe walking wherever we went. It was great, um, and we really enjoyed because there's lots like to do and see yeah it was good yeah there are a lot of things to do in this small country down in the south <laughs> yeah and and we were only there for it wasn't a few extra days outside of the conference so it, it doesn't give you a lot of time but we were able to see quite a bit so that was good uh did you have so you also have the chance to to meet some people from the testing community in in uruguay yes yeah um and it was it's it's a thriving community right um it was it was actually really good one of the things that i remember is we worked really hard so the organizers were really good about uh telling us what we're to expect and all kinds of other things so we had arranged for somebody to pick us up at the airport and all of the things and we got to the airport and there's nobody there and it's nobody's fault it's one of those cultural things that we forget sometimes So as simple as saying um, five o'clock means different things to different people. Okay. <laughs> right? So when I put down five o'clock, is that 0500 or is that 1700? Oh, yes. I see. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody's fault. It's one of those assumptions that people make that causes misunderstandings. I mean, we were able to catch a taxi and, and get into town in our hotel. Everything was great. If you're not used to seeing AM versus PM, yeah, it but was, this is, yeah. This is amazing because this is the typical kind of assumptions that we make oh. even when we develop software. Oh, absolutely. And, and that drives to different problems when if people uh, have different assumptions than, than, than you. So. Oh, and even when we're working remotely, It makes it harder because you're relying more on um, <clears throat> the written word, right? Mm -hmm. Versus having these conversations and saying, hey, I'm going to be there in the middle of the night, which you would say in a conversation, but not necessarily clarify. So there's lots of little things that 
that um, are interesting. Thinking about the, the main topic I, I would like to, to address today with you, mm -hmm. it's uh, mainly related to something that is happening now with this uh, lockdown that we are suffering. Uh, for, for some people, probably it's the first time they have to face this working remotely. And I know that uh, you and Lisa and some other collaborators are preparing, like uh, are, are offering your expertise and, and knowledge uh, in Agile testing with the Agile Testing Fellowship. And you were yes. offering um, trainings all over the world with uh, different collaborators. I, I know that also Claudia Vadel from Uruguay is uh, one of the trainers, right? Yes, she is. She also translated the whole course, our to the course, the presentations, Ooh. into Spanish. Cool. So because, um, so we have quite a few trainers now in in South America, right? We have one in Peru. We have Claudia in Uruguay and down south. We have one in Mexico. We have Colombia. Mm -hmm. Just about forgot. Um, so we have um, quite a few people down in South America. That would like it and of course English is not their first language and so it just made sense to put it into Spanish yeah totally so yes and um, my question is maybe to, to start talking about this is how are you facing this situation of uh, adapting yeah. and I like the, the, to use the, the word adapting because this is probably one of the most important things in, in the agile mindset, right? So yes. now you are, you, you, you always think about this. Now you have to adapt. It is, it is. Right? <laughs> it's, it's funny because in years gone, I've been teaching our agile testing for the whole team course for many years now, and we've adapted it over the years, but it's pretty solid now. When the lockdowns happened, people have said, well, could you deliver this remotely? And, and my thought was, I can't see how, because we do so much collaboration in the class. We do exercises, we have discussions, and I couldn't see it. And then we're in lockdown, and all of the classes all over the world got canceled. And I kind of sat there and I went, okay, now what? And so it was a little bit of a struggle, I, I will admit. But I had to kind of open my mind and, and think about, all right, how can we do this? And I started by really looking at some of the hardest. I looked at the hardest. Actually, I didn't. I took the very easiest exercise and figured that one out. And then I took the hardest exercise and said, The hardest is, right. is considering how hard it is to do it remotely. Right? Remotely, yes. Yeah. Because it's, it's even um, difficult to do in a class because there's lots of questions you need the collaboration and being able to walk around and see how it goes and what and so i thought how is this going to possibly work in a remote situation the course is the same course exactly the same course but we've adapted it we've adapted the exercises so. you're you're already offering it It's, it's, it's ready. Available. It's yeah. ready. I did a, um, last week, I did a train the trainers. And so those trainers are ready to, to go. So you have your first test that passed. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that was actually it. Because <laughs> uh, that's the other thing is when you're there in person, people can ask questions if they didn't understand anything. If you're in Zoom and you go into a breakout room, 
yeah, it's not quite that easy. Yeah. So you have to have the, a little bit more structure and make sure you explain a little bit clearer, right? Because you don't have that immediate, just raise your hand and say, hey, what did you mean? I mean, yeah, or, or I, I can imagine also the informal interaction that happens when the, the, the teacher goes around the, the, the room and maybe when you are close to me, I dare to, to ask you, hey, uh, can you explain me more of this? How, how, how to replicate this when you are remote? Are remote, right? So, and, and that's exactly it. So we tested a little bit with chat function, um, tested like in, in Zoom. Uh, for example, you can raise your hand or you can ask for help and the instructor can come into your breakout rooms, right? There's different ways of doing things, but you have to be open to being able to see yeah. all of that. So for an instructor, it's almost harder to teach it remotely. You think it'd be easier because I can sit here and be, you know, but it's not because you have to have so many things and watching and it's really quite draining, I can imagine. So the other thing we did was change up the times. Normally it's a three day course, 20 hours. And we still wanted to do the same 20 hours, but nobody, well, at least I can't, can sit there for, for you know, six, seven hours a day online. So we've broken it up and we're letting the trainers be a little bit more flexible. It's even more difficult thinking that most of the people now are sharing the house with kids and you know, exactly. It's not the they same have, situation yeah. that, or the same concentration that you can have when you are in the training room. <laughs> yes, yes. In in the training room, as an instructor, all I have to worry about is people on their phone and chatting and, and <laughs> or email, right? But yeah. you can you have some kind of control over that a little bit. But there's a whole lot of things when you're doing remote that you cannot control at all. And now that you are already having this uh, new version of the training online, mm -hmm. do, you have, do, do you think or did you find anything that it's uh, an improvement, something that is better in this new situation? Or <sighs> oh, That's a really good question. <laughs> uh, my short answer would say no. Okay. I still think the best is to be in person. I really do but recognizing that's not always possible. So the one thing, if I was gonna say anything positive, is that I'd be much more open to when somebody says, could you deliver this remotely? Because our team is all remote. Yeah. Now I could do that. I would know how to do that. That would be the one positive thing that comes out of that, for sure. Some companies don't think or, or don't even consider it in the past the possibility of working remotely, having the people working remotely. True. So now True. we have the opportunity to show them that we can still be productive and, uh, and do a great job working in this, uh, working from home or working from a, a different office or mm -hmm. a different place, you know, to have the possibility to, to say in the future, hey, remember, we could do it. Yes. Yeah, people are being forced to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I, I totally agree that nothing is compared to the possibility of meeting the people face-to-face -face yeah. uh, when this is not possible, maybe. I, I've heard when people are talking and, and saying things about how they're working, I think that they're spending way more time on meetings or it feels like they are because they're having to, to keep in touch. So it, they're calling it a meeting 
every time it would do like you we're just talking now um, and so it feels like they have more meetings and then they're not getting any work done yeah. um, so one of the things that I've been trying to say people is instead of having a meeting why don't you pair with them and do work right you, you'll get your conversation happening but you'll still get something completed right I like it. And so it's how you think about it. Otherwise, you, you will be spending your entire time asking questions and meetings and things. <laughs> yeah. So it's a big difference that you can make, like using the proper words, right? It's, it's also related to setting expect, the, the right expectations. Ex well, it's just like you said a little while ago. And, and this only got clarified in my own mind when um, our marketing person was putting a banner together to talk about our course and she had used in the banner online and I went there's something wrong with that because when I think about an online course I go into I don't know Pluralsight or Informed and I look at the course and I click on it and I listen and so I thought what can we call it and so I've been using the term and I like it a lot better which is um, our course offered with remote facilitation Okay. Because that's what it is. It's not an online course. It's, it's offered remotely with facilitation, right? You don't just sit there and listen. It's interactive. There's discussions. Um, and I think that is a subtle, maybe not so subtle, quite a big difference, actually. Without meaning that uh, the other type of uh, trainings are, are oh, good. Or, yeah, or, yeah. Know, not, but, they're not bad. They're just different, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, it, but it's totally different uh, to see a bunch of videos and answering questions yeah. that maybe are automated or something like this. Oh, having a, a, a conversation. And a, yeah, exactly. So Lisa and I have an online course that you can go and sign up for and, and listen to it. And we have exercises we suggest you do. And then we talk about it afterwards, kind of a debrief. Mm -hmm. But it's not, I can't see what you do. And there's no guaranteeing that you are going off to do those exercises. So I really don't know, did you get out of the exercise what we were hoping you would? It's very just, uh, I talk, you listen, right? And that's not what's happening in our remote facilitation course yeah yeah i'd like to make a short pause to thank abstracta for sponsoring this podcast abstracta is a company fully dedicated to software testing that can work with you to push the quality of your product and processes to the next level another thing is uh Do you, do you see that any of this process that you have been facing, like adapting to this new reality or this new context, is apply, uh, applicable to software development? Is there any learning you can share? Well, I think, I think the pairing is going to become much more important, right? Um, so, for example... I'm going to go back to when Lisa and I wrote our book. We have never worked together in the same place, not even in the same country. But we do a lot of work together. And so we would get together, we would plan what we were going to do. We'd go off and do it. And then we'd say, all right, can you look at this? And we'd reverse things and, and edit. And then we'd get together and talk about it, right? So 
finding ways to work together, even when you're in different locations. Um, and that goes for testing as well. Um, I work um, with, our, if, with our Agile Testing Fellowship website, right? I have a remote team. I, I'm in, in Canada. Uh, my developer's in Bolivia. One of the other team members is in, in Germany. When we're working, uh, we have a, our little meeting every morning, our daily stand-up, and we talk about what, what's going to happen. And, but during the day, if I have a question, if I've, if I've been doing something and testing something and I see something, I don't wait till the next day. I don't even write an email. We have a system where I, I send him a WhatsApp and I say, can we talk? And he'll say, give me five minutes. And then we get on and we share. I will share my screen and I'll say, I don't understand what's happening here. Or if he has a question, what did you mean by this? Then we do the same thing, right? And I think that that's really important for, for programmers and testers to have that. Um, uh, most companies at least have some kind of internal chat. So use that. Um, don't write everything in your chat. Pair. Show. Because I think that's really more important. Yeah, also to, to feel connected because it's not that. the same. We, we don't have to forget that, <laughs> right? And, you know, and that connection is really important, right? Other, it, and it is, absolutely. I understand that also from what you say that it's really important to, I don't know if to say formalize, but at least clarify the, the ways you are going to collaborate. But because when you are in the same office, I think it's, there are a lot of collaboration that happens spontaneously. And yes. maybe you, this is one of the things that you are going to miss. So yes. clarifying the ways that you are, you are going to keep these opportunities uh, in, in the future, I right. think it's really important. I think so. And, and because there will, be, there will always be people who work remotely. They just will, even if they're just working from home because they have a child sick and they choose to stay home and work from home, right? It, finding those ways and, and keeping them, I think, is important. And probably thinking about positive things about this crisis, in the future, probably, people will think twice before going to work to the office when they yes. feel not well, right? Yes. So it's yes. going and to be more... Positive. Yeah. Totally, yes. because we are taking more care of each other. And probably yes. this is also something that is going to happen more. It will happen that more people will be working remotely from time to time or. Right. I th and I think that that is a, a good thing. And there are places, um, for example, in Canada, we have uh, sick days. Every company allows sick days. And so people really do stay home when they're sick most of the time. Mm -hmm. um, but I have worked for companies that don't do that. They have, um, I forget what they call it. They give you, I don't know, 15 days and that's combined sick days and holidays. What do you think those people are going to do if they're feeling sick? Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to take off their holidays. They'd rather take it, right? So they come into work and maybe this is a different way. So yes, that's a really good point. I like that. Yeah. Hope so. Hope, hope it happens. <laughs> the, the other thing I think might happen is because we're, when you're chatting remotely with somebody, right? So I'm, I'm looking at you now. I know that the audience can only hear us, but when I'm looking at you, 
on your camera, I can see your shoulders and up. I am guessing by watching you that you're at a standing desk because of how you move and yeah. where you move from, <laughs> right? Um, so I think what we're doing is also learning to read uh, body language and faces much better than we ever did before. We relied on seeing the whole body and we don't have that anymore. So we're going to learn to get our nuances from our facial expressions. Um, I still use my hands, as you can see. <laughs> but um, that's going to be, I think, a difference. I'm not sure if it's positive or negative, but it will be a difference. And on the other hand of, of this is that when we meet in person, in the future, maybe more people will adapt the something covering their fa faces. So it's going to be easier to recognize uh, body language when you are remote, is, right? <laughs> very possible. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. One of the last questions I have, I have two, okay. two more questions. Yep. One is related to habits, because I, I, I really believe that we can improve our outcomes or the way we achieve uh, go our goals by mm -hmm. doing small modifications to the things that we do all the time. So I wonder if you have any habits uh, you will uh, suggest the people to adopt or to avoid, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or to avoid. Well, I think one of the most important ones is to structure your day. Um, I feel, so yesterday I had a very productive day. I felt so good about what I got accomplished. And when I, at the end of the day, I, you know, do a little retrospective and think, why did I feel, why did yesterday feel so good? And, and I, and I go, okay, I know exactly why, because I've had those days before. <clears throat> so I do Pompadero. I have a, I have a person I work with. Um, it happens to me, be my sister. She doesn't do the same thing I do. She does something completely different, but we time. And I set, we set timers for 25 minutes. And so you can concentrate on anything for 25 minutes. I don't check email. I don't check anything. And so I work for 25 minutes and then we take a five minute break. And one of our rules is move. So when I'm at home during those five minute breaks, um, I go and I might empty the dishwasher, I might change a load of laundry, I might go start to clean a bathroom, it doesn't matter. I might even do some exercise, it doesn't, you can do that. So those little five minutes adds up. And then I come back and you spend 25 minutes again focused on something else. And it is amazing to me how much you can accomplish on, on both sides, work and the other, uh, the rest of it, right? This, this is also related to managing your energy, right? It's not yes. only your time. It's also re recover, energy. recovering energy for yes. the next uh, iteration. Yes, right? exactly. So I try to do it myself when my sister's not on or uh, Lisa's not working. At, sometimes I work with Lisa that way too. Um, and so I keep a chat up and, and I just go setting timer, and then I'll kind of say, time's up. That was a good iteration. Take five, moving, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I keep a little log of what I'm doing on myself. It does not work as well as when you have somebody else to help keep you accountable. But it's better than nothing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
because if I don't do it, my day is gone. And I go, what did I do today? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'll go, oh, I know what I did. I did a webinar this morning and I did an interview this afternoon. And <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Okay, um, the last question, because I, I know that I, I think we have been talking for more than 25 minutes, so your yeah. Pomodoro is... <laughs> 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 it's uh, been enjoyable so it's fine <laughs> cool. Thank you. related to books do you have uh, any book recommendations I, I can see that you have a shelf uh, behind you <laughs> oh i do <laughs> so but this particular shelf is related to my um so my company's name is dragonfire and mm -hmm. people often ask me why the dragon my little logo um and it's because i'm a fantasy buff so those books behind me are uh, this series from Anne McCaffrey of the Dragon Riders of Pern. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if you're a fan, I, you know, they're friendly dragons and, and so they're, they're my, uh, <laughs> my go-to novels. But as far as recommended books, um, I, I make it a habit not to, to say, well, I just read this book. It's really good. I'm going to say, what are you looking for? What problem are you trying to solve? Right? Because if you're, um, wanting to learn more about agile or about exploratory testing i'd say read elizabeth hendrickson's explore it if you wanted to know about testing in devops i'd say read katrina's uh Cloakey's book on on practical testing of devops if you wanted to know general stuff about uh agile testing i'd say read one of our three books <laughs> right maybe starting with the small one what, if, one of these ones that yeah. i have today <laughs> One of the big heavy ones, yeah. yeah. Um, so it really depends on what you're looking for, right? So I really hesitate to say you should read this because it may not be what you're looking for at all right now. So books are a tricky thing to, to hmm. kind of recommend. I can say that the latest one that I've read is uh, This Leading Quality uh, by Ronald Cummings. And, and, um, and it was pretty good. I got stickies on it and hmm. some ideas. But not everybody wants to know about quality in general. I think they should. I think everybody should. But everybody's different in what they're looking for. Uh, you mentioned uh, different, different options for different needs. So thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is there uh, anything you would like to invite the audience to, to take your side, your next course? Yeah, actually, thank you. Um, we just put out... Um, and actually just put it out last night, a new website. We updated it. And so if you check out agiletestingfellow.com, let me know what you think of it. Um, we've done a soft release, so we're not doing a major announcement. See how it goes. See if anybody reports any things, if there's any issues. And so next week, we'll probably make a, a big announcement and say, hey. But uh, yes. But please go look at it and learn all about the Agile Testing Fellowship and the courses we offer. Excellent. Thank you so much again, Janet, for this interview. I really enjoy it. Oh, thank hope you. you. Hope you too. I um, did. Thank you very much. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I hope your sense for quality got better after this conversation. Thank you so much for listening and please subscribe to Quality Sense Podcast. Tell your friends, your family, your colleagues or whoever you think can benefit from listening to it. I hope to see you soon. Adios amigos.